Well, uh, quick turnaround coming off a good, uh, very good win, great home environment the other night in Wyoming. Uh, it's coming off their bye week, and so that's always a little bit uh, unnerving because you just, I know how those bye weeks are. The guys get recouped, refreshed, both mentally, physically, and then coaches always like to add a few new things and sometimes change up their personnel a little bit. So we got to expect the unexpected and be ready for anything. And, and they are a team that um, gives you a lot of different looks the way it is. So um, they, they can play big, they can play small. Um, they have a lot of versatility, in particular Maldonado, who you can, they can move him all over the place in terms of what they do, and they do do that. So puts a lot of pressure on you that way. And then their, their big kid, who's um, uh, only a sophomore, uh, Hunter Thompson, he's listed at 6'10", 235, is a guy that can really shoot it. So when he's their five, you know, it's a little bit unorthodox for Mountain West play to have a, a big guy like that that can really stretch you out. So we're going to have to really be on point with our stuff um, that way. They're a young team. They're playing um, some new guys. Uh, it looks like they're playing, I feel like they're playing their best basketball of the year uh, once they've started playing the Marble Kid um, a lot more. So, um, uh, and then you add on top of it, it's a, it's a difficult place to play in Wyoming. Uh, it's not the easiest place in the world to get to. And, and um, so we'll have to play well. We had our uh, first win there since 1962 last year. And uh, reminded, we reminded our guys of that um, today. So um, hopefully we can keep our momentum going and play well on uh, Tuesday night. Can I, let's uh, off the subject of the game for a second. You can ask anything. Kobe, no. Kobe Bryant's death. Oh. Your players are all guys who grew up with kind of him. I would imagine it's affected them a heck of a lot, I would imagine, of their development in basketball and what they followed. Yeah, I mean, he's a, a stalwart, certainly in the basketball world, and, and um, um, you know, just kind of a, uh, he's a legendary figure. He's an iconic figure, certainly in the United States, but all over the world. And, and you know, you wake up on a Sunday morning, and normally, a lot of, a lot of times, that's a day off for us, but, I, but with the Tuesday game, it wasn't. And um, I know how I felt when you heard the news, and how a lot of people probably felt, and it was just incredibly difficult not only the basketball piece but then you know there's seven other or seven or eight other people on the helicopter and his daughter and you really um um you think about a lot of different things and and um you know you came into the film room and you could hear the guys talking about it um certainly and nothing specific that i heard but it's just different things and you see some of the retweets that certain guys you know, did and we talked about it right at the end of practice yesterday. Just, you know, a little bit like cherish every day and and um, enjoy your loved ones and your family and your friends. You know, and you get through the, you get to this point in the season where it's late January and it's kind of getting to the dog days a little bit. Um, I hope our dog days are past, but um, but it kind of gives you a perspective of how fortunate you really are with your health, with your family, and cherish your teammates and your you know, uh, enjoy your time with them and the opportunities that you have. Because sometimes I think you look at certain people as almost invincible, right? And, and then it just tells you how precious life is, so to speak, and so how vulnerable it is and how it can go so quickly. And so um, certainly a tough day for a lot of people, but uh, sometimes, unfortunately, it takes something like this to maybe kind of reset what really matters in life and what is just such peripheral 
things that really has no bearing on anything and it's just really drama, drama, drama that you can try to eliminate. Uh, so I'm not sure if that's what you were looking for, but yeah, you know, but. I, was just, I was just, you know, I'm just wondering if, if how it affected players, you know, because this would have been like their he probably he was the hero of a lot of the guys because of where they grew up and the age they're at. Yeah, I, I didn't see it, you know, but I, I do think there was uh, I didn't see anything, you know, necessarily on the floor, but but I'm sure that has got guys thinking about some things, you know, in your life for sure. Then uh, for okay, now it's game specific. In conference games, Wyoming shooting more than 50% of their shots from three. I mean, that, that, that's, I mean, teams shoot a lot of threes a lot of teams, but that's way, way over the normal. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they shoot a lot of them, and they, they play a lower possession game. They try to shorten games, generally speaking, um, but they do shoot a lot of threes, and they got guys that can, you know, make them. And obviously, you know, uh, Utah State fans are very familiar with uh, the young man, Jake Hendricks, that, leads them in three-point attempts, and he shoots eight a game. I think he had a game of 18 or 19 threes attempted in a game, and he's a really, really good shooter, and he flies around, and he makes some plays, including the last game where I think he made four or five against San Diego State, some very difficult ones. So they put a lot of pressure on you with that stuff because they got the ultimate green light, and like you said, about 50% of them are from the three. They're 55th in the country in three-point field goals attempted. So um, they let it fly, and, and that's where when teams do that, like you got to really be on point with your spacing and where you're at and understand. And we had a little bit of issues with that early in the second half, you know, the other night with um, number 31, you know, Thistle, Adam Thistlewood. So um, we just got to be on point with that. And then defensively, they're going to play, you know, they play, they've played a lot of man, but now they've been gearing more and playing a lot more of the matchup zone. And so we just got to be ready for both of those. It's always hard when you deal with younger guys to keep them focused. You look, you look at that 0-9, and, and you know, you, but, but if you look at some of the games, I've, I've probably watched three or four of their games just the way it's played out the schedule-wise, late at night or whatever, and they've played some teams really close and, and should have won a couple of games. Well, if you're watching them late at night, you're not watching us, Sean. But, uh, no, I'm kidding. We played a lot of Tuesdays. But, um, no, you're right. They've had a, and that's their, their record. And I know every coach says this, oh, the record is not deserve, you know, misleading what they are, but... You know, they're up seven with less than a minute to go at home against UNLV, and they lose in overtime. And in the Nevada game, they're up one with less than 15 seconds to go, and, and they lose that game, and you know, and go right down the line. And so they're tough-minded. They're a tough-minded group. They're a tough-minded team. Um, that's how coach, coach does a great job with them. And if they're not playing hard or playing tough, they're not playing. <laughs> so you, it's the type of team that you – Generally speaking, you got to beat them to beat them. And so with our guys, you know, like I've said about a thousand times, you get paid to be paranoid. But our guys have had a very good mindset for the last two and a half weeks or so, three weeks, I don't know, since the game at Air Force. I thought we've really had a great mindset. I thought our practices and our preparation have been outstanding. And, and hopefully we can keep trending in the right way. It was fun to see the other night Alfonso Anderson play his best game, and uh, for sure since Christmas. Um, uh, you know, Trevin just keeps getting better, and Barstow just keeps getting better, and Diogo is, is starting to play, you know, the way we all know he can play. So uh, we need that because there was a while there our bench was um, definitely lacking some production. Coach, you, uh, after the, during the Colorado State game, I was watching the game, after the media just froze, just dunk. It took a breath, it's a timeout. 
coming out of the break, you looked at me and you said, finish it. Can you just talk about the killer mentality it takes? I mean, Sam has it, obviously, but just it takes to be able to be that kind of player to finish off a team. Yeah, that's, that's, I think, great teams and great players know how to finish. And, and finish can mean so many things, right? You finish the game, you, you finish the half as a team. Um, you come out in a great start after that, you know, at halftime, or then you got to finish each play, whether that means finishing plays around the basket on the offensive end, or as the shot clock winds down, and you drive and kick it, you have an open three, you got to finish that play. Not that you make every shot, finish each possession on the defensive end, right? With a box out and a, and a two handed rebound, or there's a 50 50 ball on the floor and be the first on the floor to get the ball. And so you got to be able to finish possessions, you got to be able to finish plays, you got to be able to finish games. And that's all encompassing, and that's been a very common theme um, for our team, quite frankly, since we've been here. But we certainly had a stretch where we were not finishing a lot of different things. And, um, and so that was, that's been our theme in a monster way here. Um, uh, it always has been, but times 10 um, um, lately because we need to finish things out. And, and Nimi can be a, Nimi's a very good player. Um, but I could say that to Diogo, Brock, I've, I've said it to everybody, it was probably a little more demonstrative to Nimi uh, at that point in time, but you have to finish games. This game could have a really interesting contrast because if, ne if you're playing hand-in-hand, -hand, Nimi maybe has to follow Thompson outside. But in other terms, they're not real good rebounding and inside, and maybe you can take advantage of Nimi inside in this game against them. Oh, there's no doubt. It's a, it, it could potentially be a real contrast in styles, and that's the beauty of basketball, and that's the beauty of the Mountain West. You know, Air Force is a lot like that, right? And, and Air Force is different than Wyoming, but they are like that. And so you got to, as coaches, you're really, you're really, every time they sub and we sub, you're really, okay, who's hurting us right now? Um, what's the matchup that we like? You know what I mean? How are they trying to manipulate the game? How, how can we try to manipulate the game? And there's a lot of, uh, a lot of games it's check, I don't wanna say it's checkers, but kind of in, in, in this type of game, there's, uh, it can be a lot more involved with that depending on how the flow of the game is going. So they do, they put you in a lot of difficult spots and probably even more so with us, kind of the way our roster is built, you know, Last year we had, uh, you know, a guy like Quinn Taylor could play a lot of different spots. So you have that this year, we don't quite have always that versatility that maybe we had last year.